Yassis, and welcome to the Greece Travel Secrets podcast. Your host is the founder of the Greece Travel Secrets website, Sandy Pappas, and she's joined by a variety of guests covering all sorts of topics about visiting Greece and making the most of your Greek odyssey. We're joined today all the way from the um, truly magnificent location of Mom and Vasya on the Peloponnese. We're joined by a young man I met back in July. His name is Yanis Papadakis, and he's uh, going to chat to us about his family business and Mom and Vasya in general and, and why you should go there. I've been there twice now and I can't um, I can't recommend it more highly, and I know I've sent a lot of people there from the Facebook group and the website. So welcome, Yanis. Thanks for – thanks. oh, I should be saying Kalimera. Kalimera, Kalimera. Greetings from Onevasia. <laughs> and thank you for getting out of bed early because I know it's probably quite early for Greeks, I- right? 9 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got us. We came for like two days and you got our habits. Yeah, it's a little bit earlier for us. We we open at 10 o'clock in the morning, imagine, the shop. So uh, I was supposed to wake up. I've been to Greece many times and we, we like to ease into the Greece, the Greek way. So we um we don't live like that in Australia, but when we're there, we like to, yeah. We find ourselves going out for dinner at 11 and going to bed at 2. and Yeah, you get it. Into our habits. That's what it means. Blend well, in. Got, no, you've got the right idea, honestly. This is why you guys are healthier than we are because we're too busy getting up at the crack of dawn and working all day. There's no breaks. There's no naps. There's no siesta. Nothing, you know. And then we're so tired we fall into bed at 9 o'clock, you know, in the evening. So you guys have got the wrong, right idea. And you escape the heat too, right, in summer. Exactly. You're not always working in the middle of the day, which is a really good idea. Exactly. We need the siesta in the, just to take uh, to avoid that heat. Yanis must have told you everything. I'm sure he is. Uh, oh, he's uh, a fan of a siesta. Don't you worry. <laughs> we both we both are. In fact, I think we I think we just had one actually. Right, um, right. So let's talk about Mom and Vasya. I actually just published an article on um, on Mom and Vasya. It's it's so just for people listening in. It's located in the so it's Laconia. Uh, Laconia area, exactly, southern eastern Peloponnese. Uh, it's a very, yep. it's like a hidden gem, I would say. It's um, on the most beautiful. Literally, literally hidden. <laughs> <laughs> People don't really know it. Uh, it used to be a, it's one of the very few castle towns in Europe that's uh, uh, an archaeological place that's free. You can enter. People live there uh, in the back of a wonderful rock that's like uh, a small ship made out of stone, as our local poet used to uh, mention and uh, parallel us. Um, and uh, there is a medieval castle town behind that rock with everything. Uh, you can come here, relax, uh, uh, like a travel machine, I would say, a time machine, I would say, is one of us, yeah. You just enter. So the geology is extraordinary already. It literally is a massive rock. Just, I guess once it was probably attached to the mainland, but it's broken away or something. At, you exactly, know, very earthquake. nice. Exactly right. An earthquake uh, must have occurred uh, thousands of years ago, and then uh, the tip of the um, of a peninsula, maybe, or something elevated from the downest part of the sea upper to the surface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it left this amazing geological, fifteen meter high uh, rock, and in the back yeah. of it, there has been a, a castle town that was created to 
from the locals back then so they can avoid the attacks of uh, Slavish uh, people in the 6th century was the time that it started to elevate. I think 4th was the time that it was established as a colony of the yeah. Byzantine. And it's not unless you see some of those aerial shots that you can really appreciate how incredible it is. I mean, it looks amazing from the mainland but and, and obviously from the interior, but when you see those aerial shots, you can appreciate just how, you know, how unique it is and how hidden they were. And I do encourage listeners to, to Google those shots because there's some pretty extraordinary, um, uh, you know, images out there to see. And so they built a village and the castle, I guess, was fortified by the various army armies. I think various people have occupied it, right? Exactly, yeah. Most Like, like all of Greece. Yeah, uh, we, we because of the geographical uh, place of the cast of Monevasia, the Venetians had a huge interest in our on occupying the place. So they took over three times. We also have two times the Turks uh, taken over. There has been a buying a boat of the place uh, because of the perfect uh, situated spot for commerce. Uh, so we have changed a lot of uh, owners, and now we're. Yeah. 100% free Greeks, but back in the day. So the, the whole fortification, I think, uh, the Venetians did an amazing job. Uh, 12th century, they made it, uh, they gave it the, um, uh, what you see now is mostly made out of the Venetian uh, co- mm-hmm. conquerors. Um, and imagine, I think 13th century, we had about uh, 20,000 people staying on the rock. When people see the beautiful mi- images you um, wow. suggested, they will literally... Yeah. Uh, time travel and understand how 28,000 people stayed uh, in this rock is um, difficult to... Yeah, it doesn't seem seem that big. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Now we have six people. Is that like we... Back in the day we had 28,000. Now six people live all year long in Monavasia. They were documented... Really? Just six six people? Yeah, we had the the formal... I don't know. I'm sorry for my English. I make some mistakes, but... uh, I don't know the formal way to say it, but we have the documentation from the Greek government that we registered how many people stay there and uh, six people. Right. Like we call it the census. Yeah, exactly. Um, where they they count where you, where you slept on a certain night. Um, I'm sure that there's a few more than that then. But, but, you know, I mean, not surprisingly, a lot of the places in there are for tourism now, right? They're hotels, restaurants, bars. Um, shops like like your own, and I guess you know there's probably not that much room for for local people to to live there or, or nor want to. Exactly, they don't want to. It's <laughs> very difficult. Yeah, because uh, it's it's a place that it is uh, amazing for the for the visitor. It's like a time travel, mm-hmm. but for the everyday staying, like for six seven months, then you realize that you live in an archaeological place, and that has its own uh, issues for the residents. Mm. The people that come for three, five days is like a unreal experience. It's a, it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> so you can drive over, but of course you can't drive within the town or the castle yeah. walls. Um, and I guess even that causeway that you can drive over was once not there. I mean, I guess it was just rocks or something that they bought horses over or however they did it. They certainly didn't have a modern road back in Venetian time. Exactly, yeah. Where do you live, Yanis? Do you live in the in the village or over on the mainland? 
Uh, we actually have a hotel in the um, in the village, in the old town, uh-huh. as we call it, in the castle. But we rent the place. It's an old monastery that we renovated. So I stay outside at the new town. And I'm going back and forth every day. Uh, you know, with the bikes or bicycles, it's, more, it's yep. far more practical. You don't have to park or anything. No, uh, and it's so nice. It's so nice not to see ATVs in there, you know, or buggies or scooters. <laughs> it's actually quite tranquil because there's so few uh, motorized vehicles. Um, what's the name of your hotel? Ah, uh, the name of, of our hotel is called Kelia. Uh, Kelia means uh, monk cells. Uh, it used to be the monastery. That's why it has that name. It's the oldest uh, guest house in the castle. It's a 18th century uh-huh. building that was. Uh, uh, the place uh, of birth of Yanis Ritus, the Greek poet. Uh, he was born oh, there. Right. Yeah, he, wow. he was born there. He said his first impressions of Monevasia was the uh, aroma of the candles and the sound of the waves because that's only the only thing you hear there. <laughs> it's in the second square. Oh. You remember the big one. The what part. a beautiful ch- childhood, I suppose. Um, yeah. Okay, so it is an extraordinary place. I guess we all agree. I, we, when we went... First, we stayed in Kinsterna, you know, the oh, hotel wow. up on the up on the hills. Amazing choice. That's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty incredible hotel. And just quickly for listeners, it's in the article that I wrote, but it was a, a, a converted mansion, a state that's now a hotel, and it's quite impressive. They've got their own um, olive orchards and, and um, you know, farm. There's donkeys and horses and they've got two swimming pools and a wine cellar and a, you know, Michelin star chef who runs the restaurant. It's, all, it's very, very nice. It's beautiful. We visit there at the locals. We go there to to have dinner because it, uh, it's amazing. It's, uh, I would imagine you have weddings and things there. Yeah. <laughs> when we tossed over, I mean, I really wanted to stay in the castle. I can see a real advantage in doing that. But I also like the idea of sitting up on the hill looking over it. Yeah. You know, at nighttime you can see the lights sparkling and it's quite something. It's a very unique view. And certainly I've never come across anything in the world like like Molman Vasya. It's really, really? amazing. Yeah. I'm very glad you appreciated us this much. <laughs> so this takes um we we went there after uh, we'd been in Nafplio for about I think we'd been there five days. Actually, we drove down the coast road and we stayed in Leonidio first. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> which I really liked. I really liked it. It's lovely, but the road to get back up again <laughs> to the highway. Is it's terrifying. a beautiful. Ex- it's a beautiful experience to do it once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was okay. It's fine until some tractor comes around the, the corner yeah. in the other on the other direction on the wrong side of the road. Anyway, we survived, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we went down to to Kinsterna for a few days. And as you know, we we stopped in again this year, but we were staying on a boat, so we didn't need to get accommodation at all. Um, so I, you know, I was looking at when I wrote the article about things to do in Mom and Vassia, and there's actually a lot more than people realise. I think they think there's just the castle to see and the village, but there's, you know, some other history. There's some more small museums. I think there was a couple of good art ga- galleries. I actually bought uh, a poster or a print. Exactly from our artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of little beaches. Certainly there's more on the mainland, obviously. Um, 
There's a very good taverna right at the front and a hotel right at the front on the causeway. What, what else do you do? What, what do you get up to? What, what would you recommend? You know, always uh, you need a day at least maybe two to explore the castle, to stroll around to the little paveways, the paved roads, the cobble roads, you know, get it, get it, the whole sense of uh, living in a medieval castle town. Uh, the upper town, I used to go up there in the upper part and have my breakfast, you know, overlooking the Aegean. Whoever does that, he will understand what I mean. You're just on the top of the wow. mountain. In the back of mm. a beautiful rock, a, a medieval castle town under your legs, and you just look at the ocean. Yeah. The, it's like, like surreal. Um, like, how many people get to do something like that? Like yeah, know, with their corn was, with their cornflakes, you know. <laughs> it, it was amazing. I took everything up there, but of course, I, I had my bean and I collected the trash afterwards. I, I'm very environmental. That's where we all are in Monavasia to preserve the right. place. So besides that, um, we, of course, uh, stroll around the museum. Outside, we have uh, 20 minutes uh, uh, with the car, uh, a Greek fjord. It's called Yerakas. It's like a lake town that looks mm-hmm. like a Norwegian fjord, that the locals there are fishermen, and they have their fish every day. Uh, wow. And that's 20 minutes drive. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in 25 minutes drive, you can go to take the boat for Elafonisos. Uh, Elafonisos was um, is a very beautiful island that's situated 25 minutes uh, with a car and then five minutes with a ferry that takes you right there across the mainland. Uh, and it is a top five uh, beach in Greece, Simos uh, Beach. It's an amazing uh, place. It looks like you're mm. an uh, exotic mm. island, uh, but with mm. the Greek uh, uh, character. It's very, very beautiful. And it's very close to Monevasia. You, you can spend your morning your, and afternoon yeah. your back in the castle. I, I didn't realize it was that that close. To be honest, yeah, the GPS is not very accurate. We didn't go there. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know, the GPS uh, seems it makes it seem a little bit uh, further. But if you ask a local like me, I'll tell you exactly how to go there. It's very easy, and in twenty minutes you'll be there. Oh wow! Well, that's very very. That's a great tip because um, that, this does come up quite a bit. You know, people tend to head like we did. We headed to Githio after. Um, oh, very beautiful. Also, the money after moment. Mom and Vasia, and then on to Eropoli um, and Lemeni and all of that, all of the places in the Mani, the Mani Peninsula. But I think Elephanisos, as I said, I thought it was further than that. So um, it sounds like it's quite viable and definitely worth doing because you're right, it is regularly um, talked about as being one of the most beautiful beaches in all of Europe. Yeah, and and there's often hardly anybody there, right? It's not that it's not that busy or popular, so. Exactly. June, September, uh, early July, it's actually will be like a private place. But afterwards, as you understand it, it gets a little bit, you know, occupied. Sure. Like every not not as bad as some some places. Oh, we know it. We don't have that. I, thank God we don't have that. <laughs> I think the whole of the Peloponnese is just still so authentic. And so, as I say, it's the real Greece and um you know, I think it's still, still some time away from being overdeveloped or ruined and hopefully that will never happen because it is very big. And I think the great thing about it is there really isn't an airport apart from the one in Kalamata that only takes some international charter flights. And it's hard, it's sort of hard to get around, you know, which is good because that keeps people away. You can't just jump on a ferry or, you know, from Athens and, and you're there. So... It requires a little bit more effort, as all great things usually do. I 100% agree. 
<laughs> Let's talk about the food and wine in Mom and Basia. I think a lot of people are unaware of just how um, incredibly good it is. And I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, I've heard a lot of chat in the last few years. I'm hearing more and more about the wine from there, which is why I was so keen to try some more of them when we came into your shop. Tell me about your shop first. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, the cellar, Kelari, it's called in uh, Greek, just for the rest of the <laughs> listeners to practice their Greek, it means the cellar. So it's called uh, to, to Kelari, which means exactly. the cellar, cellar, the cellar, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Um, we opened my mother. Actually, we're working together. She's a morning shift. I'm working afternoons. In uh, 1999, uh, we have uh, all of the local producers and all of the local products, and we mainly focus on wine and some special delicacies uh, that we produce in the area that accompany wine and, of course, olive oil because we're producers. So we have our own olive oil uh, that we all offer for tasting all of the products. Historically, mm-hmm. Monavasi was really famous for the wines, so. It was um, like, uh, how would I describe it? Uh, a duty of us to continue the legacy because uh, back in the day, 12th century, it used to be a store at the same place uh, the, in the ancient Agora, the main road that you stroll around. Ah, right. So, oh, so, it, could... so it was originally a wine cellar or, exactly. or a cellar of, of sorts. Yeah. Exactly. So we have uh, the local producers and mostly the Monavasia winery have made a whole research to reproduce the original Movesia, the famous wine of Monavasia that uh, we produced from 11th century to 15th, mostly for royalty. Uh, they called it liquid gold back then. It was a very uh, prestigious, precious uh, wine um, that unfortunately was lost because of the Turks' invasion. Uh, they hated alcohol because of their religion, so they destroyed everything. That's blasphemy. Um <laughs> But it's but it's good to see it's come back and and bounce back probably yeah. stronger than stronger than ever. You have I think oh, I'm trying to think if I if I've got my location wrong, but there's a a co-op in the area, right? In the on the uh, mainland, where uh, winery. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They have the outside the around thirty kilometers from there is the winery that they have all of the local products. Uh, and they do also some wine tasting if somebody wants to stroll around outside the castle. Uh, other than that, inside the castle, usually me or my mother, we offer uh, the locals or the visitors, of course, some uh, delicacies. Uh, of course, for free, just to get to know the the famous wines, the sweet olive that we produce, a very unique uh, temptation. You remember I offered some. Uh, yeah, no, I tried it. So that was a that was a candied olive. Which exactly. Is, I don't know if I liked it or not. I mean, I didn't hate it, um, but I'm just, you know, I'm confused. Like my brain doesn't know whether it's a, a, a sweet or a savoury treat because yeah. we're used to olives, of course, being being savoury. Yeah, I know. It's the calamata. Yeah, we boil it in syrup and honey and wine and we make it as a sweet preserve. And Sandy, I forgot to offer last time the cactus. We also do the prickly pear, the same thing. But, uh, oh. you know, I didn't want to <laughs> over... We mostly focused on the wines, so that was a... <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, and, and you had some very good wines. I think we bought three bottles, which was great on our boat. We um we got to got to use them over the course of the following week. I'm glad I also there. I also found the tavernas in there. So we had dinner at ah, uh, what's the one starts with O? I should know this off the top of my head. As you walk in, it's right on oh there it is. Oin Oinamello. 
Ah, Inomelo. Nice. Very good. Inomelo. Inomelo. Very good. We had dinner there and I don't know, by the time we got here, we'd already been on roads. And this is just this year. We'd been on roads. We'd been on Syros, Simi, Santorini, and back in Athens. Um, and even uh, we'd overnighted on Poros. So by the time we got here, I mean, we'd had some amazing food, truly, truly great food. But, you know, often I feel like Greek food is, it's always good, but because it's fresh and it's made so well and, you know, everything's inexpensive. But once I sat down and looked at the menu at Anomalo, I just felt that there were a lot more things on that menu that seemed almost ancient, you know, like they were using... They weren't your typical moussaka, pasticcio, you know, blah, 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 zuzugakia. Um, <laughs> it was more, a lot, more along the lines of, um, oh, I'm trying to think. We, I had a, 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 a slow roasted beef uh, pasta and they had pomegranates and um, all sorts of things that were just not your typical. I'm trying to look at their menu now, actually. I love their pasta, this, this yufikta, that's what I ate from there. It's a very, it's a, you're very right. It's a very, the... Molasses. Um, I don't know. I felt like these were very, very old recipes. Food was exceptional. It really was very good. It is also a family business, from what I know. It's a family business that runs it. Uh, they have a small uh, little girl. Uh, they really focus on local producers. They, br- they buy everything from the area. Um, so it's a, an amazing choice and very beautiful uh, store. The location they have a very nice terrace. It was lovely. We had a beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, we had a beautiful dinner. So we weren't there for a long time this year, but we did have very nice time between our meal there and our. Uh, we popped into your shop and another wander around. It was yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm yet to stay, as I said, in the village, but I, I we would definitely do that one day. Sadie, we have to set it up. I know a, play, a guy who has a, a guest house in the castle. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll definitely do that one day, as I said, but I don't know if it'll be next year. I've already, I've already, I'm already sitting down trying to work out next year's itinerary, and uh, there's just so many choices, so much to see, and yeah, I know it really is. Greece what is do you do? Um, look, what are your some of your favourite places to go when you're not when you're not home? Where Where do you like to to go in Greece? So um, I love to go to the islands because uh, it's a different place sure. than the one that I usually live in. Uh, I like the, the white houses, the blue windows, the the crystal waters, swimming every day. Uh, but I like smaller islands like uh, Dia, uh, Amorgos is very beautiful. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, romance uh, uh, needs us to get to Santorini as quick as possible. So we try to find the right time of yeah. the year to visit Santorini. Yeah. Because that's Although the key. We, we were there in July this year and sure, we stayed in Ia and of course it was very busy when the cruise ships come in especially. But but you can yeah. go and stay in like Emporio or Pieros or one of the other village, you know, the medieval villages. And I don't really think that they ever get that crowded, but yeah. people just all seem to want to go to the same same place. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they all go to, to Ia in Merovigli. You're right. If you go a little bit further in the little villages, also you would. Uh, but, you know, the beauty of Ia is like um, then you yeah. have to go to Ia to stroll around. And that's why the timing is perfect. And I also love Meteora. I also love uh, Thessaloniki. Um, 
I went to Thessaloniki. So after I saw you, as I said, we went around the uh, Peloponnesos. We went to some of the Ionian islands, back through the Corinth Canal, and then uh, back to Athens. And then actually John went home and I went to Skopelos, caught up with some friends there, Ooh, which was nice. great. And then I went to Thessaloniki, which I'd not been to before. And uh, I was very impressed. I wasn't. I was only there for three days, but um, the food, oh, my God, the food and wine scene there is really something else. They're very, very dedicated, <laughs> very focused. Yeah. It's a very unique city, and it feels like everything is uh, aiming towards the port. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the whole town is gravitated towards the port that makes yeah, it Yeah, so they've spent a lot of money so on the beautiful. upgrade, I believe, of that whole promenade or the esplanade around the port area. And I, I'm sure somebody told me it's the longest now exactly. in Europe, the longest promenade um, around a harbour in Europe. So, Sandy, to be honest, uh, you had to tell me this information from Australia. I had no idea how I feel. People often say that to me, but I think I just read a lot and hear a lot and listen a lot. So it's funny. That's I think I think that sometimes, Yana's why this has been quite successful because sometimes people like to see or, or, or take things in more as a visitor than they do as a local. You know, I know here in Australia, I didn't go to the Great Barrier Reef till I was like 45 and I live in the same state as the Great Barrier Reef. But that's often what you do. You just think, oh, it's just on my doorstep. I, I can go there anytime. And, and you don't go, you know, you end up going overseas on, on other holidays. So, yeah, you went to Scopolis, but you didn't go to the. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Well, look, I don't want to keep up too much of your time. Um, I know you've probably got to go. Are you is is Mom and Vasya now that it's it's November today, right? So is Mom and Vasya open in winter? Yeah, of course. It's uh, beautiful. It will be. It, we're yeah. always uh, a quiet place in uh, generally because it's an archaeological place. So even if you wanted to, you cannot make it an extravagant, loud, loud place. But especially now, after the Ohi weekend, because it was the weekend that we had yeah, a yeah. celebration yeah. for yeah. A World War Two and. Uh, which was really crowded. Now we just uh, we're just relaxed. Just us. We are starting to collect the new. Uh, the we harvest the olives for the olive oil. So um, so every uh, every everybody's doing that in Greece. You can right come now, and help. Right? It's it's olive harvesting time. Most of, uh, Peloponnese certainly in Peloponnese. Yeah, it's a, it's this time, and we need people to help. So if you want to come for like. Days, I know you know, people that have done that, <laughs> that have gone on on vacations purely to help with the olive harvest. Beautiful. Um, so, that, oh, so that takes about 20 days. Uh, yeah, for, for us, yeah, we're not like huge producers. We produce about three, four tons of olive oil, which is very good for the guest house and for the store. Uh, but uh, it takes us about, yeah, a month. I think I mentioned to you that we've been buying olive oil from Mom and Vasia for about 10 years. And it's from a, from a woman who sells remember, it at a market yeah. stall in um, in Brisbane, and also in our local delicatessen, they they stock it as well. You know the white the white tin. Oh, I can't remember the brand. Five liters. I can't tin. remember the brand, but it, it's very obvious Fineos? that it's from Mom and Vasia, and she imports that and nothing yeah. but that. She came across it and now imports it, and and I buy it off her. So yeah. Did you like it? 
Do you like it really? Does it feel spicy a little bit? Because yeah, it's I, one of the characteristics. I don't know about it's spicy, uh, although I know that olive oil can be very spicy, actually. It's very, very good with, yeah, they're um, level. with salads. And, um, yeah, I really like it as my go-to, for, for, particularly for the Greek salad, for the horitaki. Um, hey. Nice. I, it doesn't matter how long I've been married to a Greek, I still can't pronounce everything properly. But um, <laughs> anyway, okay, so yes, you know, as I said, the uh, I think the produce of Mama Vasia is obviously the reputation's growing and people are getting more access to it, uh, which is fantastic. So I think the next thing for you might be an online, an online shop, an online store, so we can get things shipped and you know, exactly. We we already ship uh, most of our products uh, for you people do? in all okay. over the world, but uh, I will make it a little bit more uh, f- um, technologically fr- friendly, three uh, D. Maybe uh. you see me serve you in a metaverse. Uh, uh, well, just know. but we prefer you to come and visit us. That's that's the feeling. The you know when you come to this uh, wonderful place, you know the feeling is different, and you appreciate the products more, uh, yeah. the people more because yeah. of the place. Uh, everything is you're right and it certainly is a very special place when you walk through that gate uh you just think what is this like it's a medieval town uh <laughs> just it's just mind-blowing i've yeah as i said there's nothing like it anywhere in the world and i think um it's one of greece's you know everybody there's lots of beautiful places you mentioned meteora before that's also one of our favorite i run a tour up there with my partner in athens and um it's incredible yeah, we when we do a little bit oh, more, beautiful. I think, than the others, we go to the medieval stone bridges um, near Trikala and we, you know, go to some other places as well that are not your typical. I mean, we spent days up there just driving around up the back and coming across wild horses in the street and oh, child shepherds, you That's know, these little children looking after flocks of goats. And it was just like stepping back in time and it was only like 15, 20 minutes from the town where all the tourists were. So it really is worth getting off the beaten track and it often doesn't require that much effort to see things that are truly just unforgettable. And Mom and Vasya is definitely one of those places. So thank you again for your time. Are there any um, any one, any last tip that you would give for a visitor um, that's thinking about putting it on their itinerary? Uh, I would say thank you for having, for having me. It was a pleasure seeing you again. Um, you know, we expect people to uh, come in uh, Monevasia with uh, uh, a lot of uh, baggage, but I mean like tired um, with uh, after a year of full of uh, work and everything. And you'll see that yes. everything will be just disappear. You'll just uh, switch lanes. You're just going to change mindset. You're going to go back to the 13th century. Um, and we will offer the local wine and olive oil and the local sweets and they have <laughs> sweet cactus and we'll make it a little bit better for you. And it's a really affordable place too. I think that's worth mentioning as well. I mean, I, I talked earlier about the Kinsterner Hotel and that's certainly not a budget hotel. Um, but I think for what you get, it's still pretty reasonable compared to some of the others around Europe that are similar. Yeah. Um, but there's places there on the in the village and the tavernas that we mentioned and the wine that we've talked about. And I think all of those things, again, for the quality and for the comfort level and for the sheer, the history and the experience is very, very affordable. Yeah. Uh, 
something that really people should be prioritizing over certain other places that we won't mention. (laughs) Don't talk about the rivals. I don't think they're rivals. You're on a different (laughs) stratosphere. You're you're not even on the same planet as some of those places. All right. Well, I'll let you get back <laughs> to your uh, to your day. Enjoy your week and your November, and um, I hope you uh, get lots and lots of customers come through and buy all those incredible things. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, and thank uh, you. My regards yes, to Yasu, Yasu and and hello to everybody in Mama Mama Yasu, Yasu, Andy. Hello. Bye bye. <laughs>